Welcome back, Conversations with Rob and Lou. Mm -hmm. We're recording it late today, and if Marky's lucky... <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Yeah, and if Marky's lucky, he, he will be able to listen to this on his ride back home from work today. Oh. If I finish uploading it in time. I see. Yeah. But to start it off, there's something that I want you to try, Louie. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, or, or, no, 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 no. I thought it was going to be something else. No, no. Or I don't know what you thought it was going to be, but these are... Products, but... No, yeah, I wish. Yeah. But no. These are dried limes. Trying to listen to too much of a YouTube video. Yeah, it is a really like, YouTube video. Yeah, these dry. Hold like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. How many of these you'll... can we eat? Yeah, <laughs> before we die. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious what you'll think of it. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. It smells nice. Yeah. And this is to spit it out on when you're done. Oh, because it's disgusting? Or like... It's or probably you just can't eat it, I guess. too powerful for. Should I just like. I don't know. How, how are you supposed to eat this thing? I I mean, you're not really supposed to eat them. You're more so supposed to put them in drinks, probably. Mm -hmm. But isn't it just the essence of sourness? Mm. Like, there's no water. It took away all the water, and it just became the most sour yeah. thing. It's like bitter, almost. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just the concentrated physical sourness that's in the lime and no mm -hmm. water to dilute it. And it lost, yeah, like, like crystallized sour. yeah, 80% of its weight and just became pure sour. Nice. Yeah. I don't know what use these are, but they seem yeah. potentially very powerful and useful. Yeah, I don't know. You, like, powder it and put it in a drink or something? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you could. You wouldn't want to, like, there's not much you would, like, be able to put, like, that, like, physical thing in. I don't know. Yeah. Like, alcoholic drinks, I could see if you added a bunch of sugar to that. Mm -hmm. That could help like waste ward off any mm -hmm. bad taste from the alcohol and just become a really sour taste and the bad taste from the lime instead. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i don't know why it became so disgusting but yeah, i think it's just the bitterness yeah but you know the miracle fruit mm -hmm. i wonder how sweet that would taste yeah i don't know if you had the miracle fruit with the dried lime because yeah for anyone who doesn't know miracle fruit basically just turns off your sour receptor so you only yeah, taste the sweet it's not a fruit it's just like a weird a marketing it, word or something like well no i think it name. is a fruit from africa oh but they turn it into and like they a just turn it into a pill yeah yeah they just to keep it fresh mm. for us or not yeah. fresh the opposite of fresh it like yeah like processed a, processed and, or, yeah. or preserved yeah yeah but yeah i don't know it didn't taste very sweet it just tasted like really bitter and sour. well that's my point like well it, sour... it doesn't like transform the sour into sweet does it it just like no yeah it doesn't nullifies transform the sour. the sour into sweet but you remember having those limes when we had the pill yeah but i feel like limes like, fresh limes are sweet and sour. Mm -hmm. like, they, like, you don't notice the sweetness as much. Yeah. But I feel like this Miracle Fruit doesn't make it more sweet. No, yeah. It doesn't or this make is, it like, more not sweet. sweet at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem no. sweet, mm -hmm. but the the sugar wouldn't, just from drying it, it wouldn't disappear, right? It would still be in... I don't know. It, it could, like, turn into something else. Wow. Just from a little bit of heat? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's hard to say, like... I, I it, it does seem way more bitter than anything. It does seem really like, bitter. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. If I think that's like overpowering all the potential sweetness that you could taste. Yeah, but like why doesn't it taste like that normally? You know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It doesn't. It tastes a little bit like that, though. I think this yeah. is just way more concentrated. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. But if you did do that and you that's were... science is bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you did happen to do that and you were eating these, I was thinking about it and I feel like it would just melt your mouth eventually, like... Oh, yeah. You know, like you'd be sourness. tasting this really sweet thing, but it's just masking all the 
horrible sour that's yeah and just like dissolving you. your teeth and stuff yeah. yeah yeah that could be bad mm-hmm. um but there was something that i was thinking of the other day mm-hmm. and actually because rose was on the phone with me saying that because i was playing video games at the time when she called she was saying that she thinks i play too many video games <laughs> and the, yeah this is a common thought from rose and it was making me wonder is it possible to play too many video games, <laughs> in your opinion? Interesting. Because going along with your philosophy of doing what you enjoy, is there a limit to doing the technological things that you enjoy? Like, is there a reason that that isn't as valuable as doing stuff in real life? Yeah. I, I've been thinking about what I was saying about just, like, doing things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it is way more complicated than just, like, like, you can't take that at face value because then you would just do drugs or whatever. Yeah. And I think the, the video games end up being, like, kind of the sort of thing that you do. Like, part of the reason you do it is because it acts like a drug. Mm-hmm. And it just has, like, the dopamine rewards and stuff. Yeah, but doesn't anything fun do that? Exactly, yeah. So, like, yeah. everyone, everything acts like that. But I think the video games, the key is if they're adding something that's, like, I know, like on some level, it's if they're adding something where you like learn how to learn things better or like how to have better hand-eye coordination or something. But yeah. at the same time, it is just a fun thing where it's like sometimes there is no point in doing it. It's just fun. Yeah. So it's really hard to say. Like, And so is there like, obviously, mm-hmm. like I obviously think that there is mm-hmm. like a justification to play them for some amount of time. Yeah. Is there a limit on that though to you? Do you think that... Mm-hmm. Like it caps out at some point or that we shouldn't be playing them at all or... Yeah, I think that's maybe the wrong way to look at it. Because like mm-hmm. if I said like a certain number of hours a day, yeah, that's almost just like acting as though I know the objective answer. Yeah. And I think it's almost like a per person basis of like mm-hmm. if you're a video game addict and once you start playing, you won't stop until yeah. you fall asleep. Yeah. Then zero hours is probably the best time. Yeah. But if you can do it responsibly and it's like you don't have the other things you need to be doing, then you might as well play as much as you want. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's, it's sort of a question of, like, like what the results of it are, maybe. Yeah, because I was mm-hmm. doing a little thought experiment where I was thinking, if I was in a situation where I literally didn't have to do anything, like, I had enough money so that I could just door dash food to me, I don't even have to make food or shop or anything like that, just completely mm-hmm. free time to do whatever I want with, mm-hmm. 24-7, what would I do with the day? Right. And I still, I think some of it would be spent playing video games because mm-hmm. video games are really fun. Like right. they're just some of the most fun things that people have created, I feel, <laughs> as someone who's played them. Yeah. And that is kind of what they're meant to be. Like, yeah. And yeah. it's like, we because of how the technology works, we have access to it since it's just code and it's not like you have to be ultra wealthy to get that kind of fun. Right. Like a, a lot of other things like hang gliding or traveling around the world. Mm-hmm. Or, like, anything the noblemen were doing, uh, like, 200 years ago, 300 yeah, years ago. Yeah, Like, fun is now, like, a democratic thing. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> At least for a lot of things, like the video games. And yeah, certain, certain types of fun, yeah. And uh, it's tough to say if, like, if I had enough to do all of that, if there would be a reason not to just play the video games all day. Yeah, I think part of it, part of the reason you don't want to do it all day is because it stops being fun after a certain point. Mm-hmm. Because it definitely is, like, if you were playing all day, 
it's unlikely that you'd really be enjoying it the whole time. Like yeah. gradually, why? Does at least in it, my experience, why does it stop being fun? Yeah, I don't know. At least for me, it's like you kind of get like the um, sensory overload of like mm-hmm. there's too much going on and it stops being like you stop like like maybe like being as aware of what's going or like like receiving all the input that the screen is giving you or whatever. Yeah. So something like that. In that in that way, is it almost like it would be feasible to play video games for two hours and then take a 30 minute nap <laughs> and then start playing again. Yeah. I don't know. Like if that's what it need, if you, if that's what you need to like decompress or whatever, like yeah. clear your mind because I'm I imagine, know, sleeping is the best way. Like, yeah. Not, not literally sleeping, but just, you know, just sitting and like closing your eyes and resting and just letting your mind decompress or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But I was thinking of future technologies and they're all like all the vr stuff is kind of just going to be a glorified video game <laughs> that's what you think it will be. that's what it seems like or that's <laughs> you what say it, that like yeah. it's a fact like that's what it sounds like like that's yeah. what my opinion of it is going to be like if right. we're in a virtual screen doing stuff mm-hmm. like people might not call it a video game but i'm going mm-hmm. to think of it as a glorified video game where mm-hmm. you just have an avatar in this world and you're doing mm-hmm. stuff yeah. in that sense but that's one like possibility, but yeah. Yeah, uh, it could be different, yeah. but I can say what I think it will be. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or actually, do say, do you not think it's going to be like a virtual avatar kind of thing? Or I, I think there's a lot of different possibilities, but okay. I, what were you? What are you gonna say? I was yeah. going to derail the conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that it seems like that's where a lot of people will be spending the majority of their time, anyways. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, if they're willing to spend it doing that, or if that ends up seeming like the right thing to do, mm-hmm. just because the technology is a little better. If why not you, do it now? Yeah, yeah, if you enjoy it enough now, then mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do it now? Yeah, that's interesting. It's it, There's a lot of different factors, I think. Like, assuming the VR does end up being like a video game, mm-hmm. it will matter more if it's like a thing that everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if everyone is in this video game, then like getting a bunch of resources and stuff in the game actually matters because everybody like values them more. Mm -hmm. Like it it turns more into like, say you get like gold in a video game, it turns into more like real money. Yeah. If everybody has it. But that's kind of like saying Mm -hmm. getting more money now in real life matters more than just doing whatever you enjoy. Like even if it's going off in the woods without people. Yeah. Well, I I guess what I'm saying is like the video games, if the video games were giving you money and weren't any different, then they would matter more. That's more what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming like yeah. that I'm in this, mm-hmm. in the hypothetical state where I have enough money. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Then it doesn't matter what you're like what you're doing. Yeah. And so, but is there a reason other than just getting money? Like, obviously, yeah. the video games take up time, and you don't have that time to get money. Yeah. Is there a reason other than that that okay. hey, we shouldn't be playing the video games? So you see, like disregarding money. Yeah. Is there any reason why the current video games are worse than the hypothetical VR video game? Well, obviously, they're just not as immersive. But mm-hmm. is there any reason why? Like worse for you, or like yeah, or why we shouldn't be spending our entire days playing either one of them? Yeah. Because they are it's just really say. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's. Yeah, it, it is hard to say. Like, the VR thing is almost a little too hypothetical to, like, use that as a, an example. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't be able to say, like, because the VR has this aspect, it's better. No, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the VR seems a little too, like, far-fetched almost. Yeah, we don't know what yeah. it's going to be yet. Because, yeah, I think my idea of the VR is not that it's going to be, like, the Ready Player One or whatever, mm-hmm. which would be really fun. Yeah. But I think a more realistic thing is it'll be some... 
or I, I don't even know, but it'll be some weird like alternate reality mm-hmm. or like a, like a different type of universe almost where it's like right now the internet is full of people like sending angry tweets and like pressing buttons to upvote or like to have this input into like a an algorithm almost. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the VR world will probably end up being more of like, like less like the real world and more like some weird like world like built from scratch from some weird emotional input so we put into it or something mm. like something that's harder to imagine than we probably think yeah because I feel, I feel like the creation of it won't be from like it won't be like nature creates this thing and then we live in it it'll be like the ai creates it and we live in it and the ai isn't coming from like the ai doesn't know what like the laws of phys- physics are it knows what like the laws of like human interaction are or whatever mm. so i feel like it might be built on something less physical than we think you know i see See, I, yeah, I wasn't thinking that the AI was going to create it. I was mm-hmm. assuming that we would create something that's, like, pretty good. Obviously not the yeah. final form, mm-hmm. but just something that's really good that people are spending a lot of time in before we yeah. make the AI. That's probably part of it. But yeah. to be fair, the AI is already making the internet. Like, the internet is already built on the algorithms. That's true. So <laughs> it's only going to get more based on the, yeah. the algorithms and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that, that, that was going to yeah. be the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that explains yeah. um, like kind of what you think about the mm-hmm. virtual reality, but yeah. modern day video games. Yeah. The, 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 I guess it's, that's my way of saying that the video, like it's, if it's not going to be like a video game, it's hard to use as a reference. But yeah. 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 So ignoring like what the VR could be, yeah. just <laughs> thinking about the video games and mm-hmm. I keep motioning this way because yeah, <laughs> because my computer's right over there yeah. and that's where I play video and I'm, games. I'm just staring at it the whole box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but. Was I reading a, 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 um, what do you call that? A teleprompter. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, yeah. I never know how those <laughs> were. Those always seem like such a mythical thing. That yeah. There's just this in completely invisible screen that people are somehow able to see uh, something. A TV, like. I think it would be like, like under the camera or something. Oh, would it be under? The yeah. Camera? Oh, okay. I always assumed that people had them, and could. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Because in TV shows, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Like, don't they pan around to the person and they're giving mm-hmm. a speech live, and the person is like just reading it from a teleprompter, even though it's like really heartfelt speech. Like, oh, if they're trying to be cynical in the TV. For, like show. politics or oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'm thinking something that they. Yeah, I don't uh, know. That they might do in um, like even the boys like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's teleprompters I think the politicians have that are like mm-hmm. a, a little like screen in front yeah, of Yeah, just like a clear screen. Yeah, it's probably like a, a holographic type of thing. Yeah. Or like, like projection. Yeah. But it's just strange that you can see it from one side and not the other. Yeah. That, yeah. That's beside the point. Anyway. It's kind of yeah. like a laser probably, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Or like, like, like it only goes in red direction. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, oh, sorry. my wondering is, mm-hmm. like, just according to what I've heard of the philosophy of doing what you enjoy and it's more complicated than that but the basics of that the two tenets yeah <laughs> is is there a reason not to play video games a lot of the time i think they're like it's always like there there is mm-hmm. or it's like either there is and you don't play video games all the time or there isn't and you just or like, there's always going to be reason to stop playing video games. Yeah. Whether it's you're hungry or you're tired mm-hmm. or you're just tired of playing the game. Yeah. Or you have some like idea of like what social or, or like what like expectation you have of what you do or something. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's like sort of what you value. Like if you value like the things your mother told you 10 years ago when you were playing too many video games and she was like, you're going to rot your brain or something. 
if you value that enough, then you'll stop playing video games because of that. Yeah. And it's like, you sort of have to find a reason that is like justifiable enough in your current ideas of what to do. And if that's not good enough, then you might as well just play forever. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually there'll be a reason to stop. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, assuming that playing mm -hmm. games is the most fun thing that you can easily mm -hmm. access. Yeah. Wouldn't it make sense to just be doing that as long as you want to? And then if you happen to get bored of the game, then move on to the next thing. Yeah, if it stops being fun. Yeah. Yeah, if, if fun is like the most mm -hmm. important, like, motivating factor. Or I something. see. It's like, like, ideally, in a perfect world, fun would be the most important thing, but mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is that, is that, like, there are certain things you value more than fun. Yeah. So those probably stop you before it stops being fun. Unless you don't value them at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so in a perfect so yeah. world, we wouldn't value the other things, just the fun? Yeah, I guess. Like, if you think fun is, like, the ideal thing, yeah. then maybe it might not be, like, maybe the ideal thing is to value working hard or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's something yeah. that... The, the working hard is, I can see how it's good in some ways, because mm -hmm. I've been listening to some people talk about either their schedules and how, like, jam-packed they are, full of work. Mm -hmm. and, and how happy it makes them. <laughs> yeah, not in how, not about how happy, they didn't really talk so about relaxed, how happy it makes how them. jam -packed it is. But they talk about how they dread doing it, <laughs> and then when they finish it, Mm -hmm. they feel really good mm -hmm. and for whatever reason they know to them that it's really important to do these really tough things mm -hmm. like there were there are two different people that i'm thinking of one lex freeman went through and just talked about his schedule mm -hmm. and it was it just involved so much work it was like three different huge sessions of work split throughout the day mm -hmm. and i'm imagining if i were lex freeman and i had all that he had i probably wouldn't be working that hard at that point like i would still do some work potentially but i don't even know then yeah and he's still really pushing himself and it makes me wonder what he knows or why he's doing it why you're such a piece of shit for yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> and then david goggins yeah, yeah i like heard that of? yeah yeah do you have a recent Rogan clip I he think? just yeah. did yeah he just did a Joe Rogan podcast but it's me yeah oh I the, the, the clip I, I watched like the youtube clips of, uh, oh, okay but Something about his knee being fucked up. Yeah, and running he just too like much. ran through it the yeah, whole time. Like hundreds of miles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was just talking mm. about how you don't discover who you are unless you've been through a mm. lot of suffering. Interesting. And have had to do really tough stuff. Mm -hmm. And that 100 mile run is like seven years of life. Oh, in terms of like the... In terms of like how, yeah, how much uh, you learn. and That's cool. And it's an interesting thought that... Yeah. And it is also like kind of like uh what we were talking about earlier where mm -hmm. when you're having a lot of fun time passes really quickly yeah and when you're bored or suffering it seems to pass very slowly so i could believe that it does mm -hmm. extend your perceived illusion of how long your life is if you're yeah doing a lot of tough stuff yeah so i think yeah that makes a lot of sense but i think the issue is the conclusion that you draw from it because mm -hmm. i think the the david goggins thing wait and alex freeman too are both like yeah. what conclusion have i drawn i or, or so the, the implied conclusion yeah. that you should work hard. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I think working hard is a very, like, vague thing mm -hmm. where people usually think of it in terms of, like, working hard on a school project or, like, working hard at a job. Yeah. But it's like, Lex Friedman and David Goggins aren't working hard at a job. They're working hard at, like, their passion. Yeah. And it's like, I, I understand the, like, the David Goggins things to, to some extent, where it's like, it's fun to go into the sauna and, like, 
see if you're going to pass out before you can mm-hmm. like crawl out of there or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that, that just sounds like kind of a fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I feel like the reason they do it is not because they have some like motivation or some like fear of like, they're not going to be good enough or whatever, mm-hmm. or like whatever the school teaches you to motivate yourself with. Yeah. I, I feel like the real reason to do this sort of things is because they're fun. Yeah. And because they turn into like sort of like a thing that you enjoy doing. David Goggins you know? made it very clear that he did not enjoy doing it and that he yeah. hated every moment of it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it's... He probably means a different thing than I think. Like... Or he probably means a different thing than I'm saying. Like, I feel like he wouldn't... Well, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, it seems like you wouldn't want to live if you actually hated doing all the stuff you do. Yeah. He said that he takes... Um, yeah. oh, it was uh, mental aid... That there are mental aid stations along the way. Mental aid? Like, um getting a steak after doing the big run. Oh, he would go out with uh, whoever he was running with, uh, mm-hmm. Cam Haynes, I think, and just get a steak. And he was like, that was a good mental aid station. <laughs> nice. And that's how he considers it mm-hmm. in, like, a very hardcore way of, like, this is all, like, real suffering what I'm doing mm-hmm. and just, like, tearing my body apart and a lot of pain. <laughs> but then I'll have a mental aid station. But mm-hmm. but I don't think he does... I don't think he's saying he lives yeah. because of the mental aid stations. I think mm-hmm. that helps him do... That helps him get through it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that he does it because it's almost tough to, like, gather the essence of what he was saying. Yeah, like, why he does but the, yeah, he's the difficult task. Something along the lines of it helps him learn about and see who he is. And yeah. he's on a huge journey. Yeah, it's sort of like a... um, It's like the ascetic monks or whatever yeah. that would, like, like, starve themselves and, like, live out in the cold and stuff. Yeah. And like, like, because it, it would teach them about the world or like themselves. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I, I think it is sort of like, yeah, it's maybe not that he has fun or like enjoys doing it, but it's some sort of like passion. Mm-hmm. And like he, for whatever reason, has a passion to like suffer in this way. Yeah. Or to like put his body in harm. Like, and I don't know, like it seems like it's a very different thing than working hard at like, almost like something that you're not passionate about, just... Something that you think is necessary, you know? Yeah. Now, that is, yeah. like, David Goggins' experience of it. And, mm-hmm. like, that might be his passion. And so he has his individual reasons potentially for doing it. Mm-hmm. But is there any merit to the idea that, like, you learn more when you're suffering? Do you think? I'm sure you do, yeah. Yeah. Like, it seems like you would, like... Yeah, like, if you're enjoying everything and there's, like, there's no pressure at all, you probably won't learn. Yeah. But I think the issue is if you learn... It's like you learn how to overcome or, like, how to deal with suffering. Mm-hmm. But it depends, like, what type of suffering it is. Mm-hmm. Or, like, depends on, like, how... Like, the the What you learn and how important the thing you learn is depends yeah. on the suffering. Yeah. Because if you learn how to be a good, like, employee or a good, like, prison uh, inmate or whatever... Yeah. That's not a very useful thing to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like the jobs and stuff are yeah. almost designed in such a way so that you're not really suffering. Like, mm-hmm. you're not doing hardcore suffering. You're suffering just a little bit. Yeah. But not enough to really mm-hmm. learn much about suffering yeah. because they do pump you full of pleasure along the way. Like, yeah. you get your paycheck and you get to do fun stuff during the meantime. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like... Get three weeks of vacation or whatever. Yeah, exactly, year, exactly. Yeah. It's like just <laughs> enough yeah. so that you're, you're overall suffering a little bit. Right. But it's not bad enough so that you really make huge progress learning like mm-hmm. what the world is all about yeah and it, it also like shows you like it's not bad enough that it shows you that the boss and like the institution is your enemy it yeah. shows you 
that this little like inconveniences your enemy. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just like a little unhappy. <laughs> and the only thing that really like bugs you is your wife or yes. your like your car breaking down. And you're yes. like, I hate my car so yeah, much. That's, it's like, <laughs> that's not why you're unhappy. That is exactly it. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. like that thing that I talk about sometimes where if you have a little bit of mold on the ceiling, you don't right. bother dealing with it. But if it's a ton of mold, then yeah. you have to get rid of it because it's a huge problem. Right. Or yeah, if it's like you have a little bit of mold. And you don't do anything about it, and yeah. then you spill something on the ground, and you're like, oh my god, this house is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas if it was clean, you wouldn't care yeah. as much. You just get yeah. a little spill. So. Like, yeah, let me wipe that up. Yeah, yeah. Then it's clean again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is what goes on with those. So mm-hmm. is it worth, like, I guess there must be a way to find something, or is the mm-hmm. suffering worth pursuing at all, or would it just overall be better, do you think, to just try to enjoy and avoid the mm-hmm. suffering if we can? Yeah, I don't know. Like... That I like the idea of mm-hmm. not needing to suffer too much. Yeah. Or at the very least to have the suffering be like rooted in something that you care about almost. Because mm-hmm. like the gym, like I think going to the gym is a really good idea. Yeah. And that fundamentally is like a physical suffering of like you're like taxing your muscles when you push the weights off yourself. Yeah. Whatever. But at the same time, it's like it's a suffering in that way, but it's not. It's like something that you want to do. Yeah. And you have some sort of like passion and like knowledge that it's a good thing. Yeah. So using that as a basis, there are things that are like, for whatever reason, it's good to suffer to do them. Yeah, I agree with the gym. I was thinking of that was like in the back of my mind when I was thinking about the suffering. Mm -hmm. And I almost worry that when I go to the gym, I don't suffer enough because I've been (laughs) doing it for so long. I've kind of gotten Mm -hmm. into a groove of Mm -hmm. I can pretty easily accomplish like these workouts over the course of the hour that I'm there, Mm -hmm. taking the breaks that I do in between. And it isn't really a suffering much anymore. It's just like I'm listening to a podcast or some music mm-hmm. and I'm lifting the weights and then taking a little break and then lifting some more weights. Mm-hmm. And it's not what David Goggins is talking about when he <laughs> suffers, where he really pushes himself each time. Mm-hmm. And I do that sometimes. I do really push in the gym sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then the next day I'm almost like just more tired. Mm-hmm. And I take it easy in the gym that day. Right. And so it's tough to say, like, he might have physical differences that allow him to do that day after day. Yeah. Probably more mental. Yeah. Pro- yeah. More. Me- yeah. Like he doesn't care well. if he destroys his body. <laughs> yeah. That's true, actually. <laughs> that's a big barrier. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I am very wary of my arm when I'm right, doing right. arm workouts and I do start mm-hmm. to feel it get sore mm-hmm. and kind of inflamed. I do take it a little easier because when I push it hard, which I have done, mm-hmm. it does get sore for a couple of days when i yeah. do that kind of stuff and yeah 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 you have, you have to like in order to really do the dave gangas thing you have to like yeah not care if your knee we said like his meniscus was as hard as a rock or yeah well, <laughs> it's like you need to not care if that happens <laughs> yeah no that's the thing yeah. yeah i i don't know if i want to suffer that much yeah that yeah. seems like a like almost like disregarding the health of your body but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a way mm-hmm. like kind of with the but, sober october thing mm-hmm. where you could say this month I'm going to oh, maybe. really push myself and suffer. Mm-hmm. And then it's one month a year. Mm, yeah. And like, obviously you keep going to the gym mm-hmm. the rest of the time and just do I, more I, enjoyable. I, I, but I do like blocking mm-hmm. off times Yeah, when I can do something tough and just prove it and mm-hmm. get through it. Mm-hmm. Because if it's 24-7 and I'm just always thinking about like, Ooh, I'm about to go suffer now. Yeah. Like, that doesn't much. sound nice. That... Yeah, that, that, that makes it not fun anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, the the doing the temporary thing, or, like, doing, like, one month out of the year mm-hmm. seems a little weird to me. 
Or that like, doesn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. But if it makes sense to you, then it makes sense. Yeah. Like, Why doesn't it make sense to you? Because it seems like too, like, by like the f- fifth month after you've done it, it seems too far away to really like... Like it's worn off. Think about it, yeah. Yeah. Like if I worked out eight months ago, I wouldn't really be thinking about that workout anymore. Yeah. And I don't know. It depends on like how you think about it. Because this is kind of a personal thing of like, how do you like find the passion to do this suffering thing? Yeah. So I don't know. It's tough yeah. to say exactly what the suffering would be. Mm-hmm. Like if it would just be a really tough workout mm-hmm. or if it yeah. would be something else. Actually, yeah. The thing I'm doing is um, or like thinking about starting some sort of like monthly schedule of fasting. Mm-hmm. Of just doing like one fast a month or something. Yeah. And I think I've done it a couple of times of like shorter fasts, mm-hmm. but um, it just sounds kind of a fun thing of like, just like one Sunday a month or a month or something. I'll just like not eat for the day. For the day, yeah. And then it sounds kind of like a fun, like it's often enough that I'm like, I remember what it was like to be super hungry for that day or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I think that sort of thing is kind of fun. That is. Yeah, yeah that could be good. Yeah. So yeah, if My... the gym, doing the gym, like, or like a really hard gym workout one month out of the year is what you need. Yeah. Like, if that sounds like a fun thing to you. Yeah. Then yeah. Because, well, I'll talk about the fasting first. Mm-hmm. When I did the yeah. fast for a day, I did not love it. Like when it. we did it? Yeah, yeah, when we did that. <laughs> that was really funny. Like, I did not love to it. it because I did start to get like a headache. And mm-hmm. I guess I could try it again and mm-hmm. see. But it seemed to be a big enough like toll on me that... I wouldn't want to do it once a month, but maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. So what? part of it is I did the math and it's like, if you do one day out of 30, mm-hmm. that's like 3% of your calories. Okay. So it's not really like, at least in terms of the calories, it doesn't yeah. do anything. So it becomes like the mental or like, yeah, like short-term physical stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could yeah. be good because I have thought I want to do more fasts. Yeah. Because but... I think to me, like the, the things that matter or like the part, the factor of it that matters the most is what I'm doing the next day and, like, the overall calories. Of, like, yeah. I don't want to fast enough that it makes me skinnier. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, have something planned the next day and I can't do it because I'm too hungry. Yeah. <laughs> type of thing. So you found, yeah. like, you were A-OK the next day after the fast and good. Yeah, I'm pretty I didn't... sure I was, too. Oh, yeah. that The first time, yeah, yeah, I think I was. Yeah. I probably felt, like, more tired or something. But Yeah. I, I haven't done, like, a full day fast yet. I'm sort of, like, working up to it. I but... see. So the full day is, like, 36 hours or something like that? Or... Yeah. Because yeah. I, I did a 20-hour fast, yeah, like, last month. But. That sounds... The 36 one sounds mm-hmm. really just tough to, like, go to bed on an empty stomach. Because yeah. it aren't seems... the first 24 hours the worst? Oh, I don't know. I always heard that when you were doing a multi-day fast, the first mm-hmm. 24 hours are really brutal. Mm-hmm. And then in the second day and the oh. third day, it becomes easier. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it really didn't seem that hard when we did it. Yeah. I, I think it's, like, sort of, like, the knowledge of, like, knowing, like... When you wake up, you're not going to eat until you wake up the next day. Yeah. And just knowing that you're, if you're not going to like, like a uh, waffle on that, mm-hmm. then there's no stress of like, should I eat or should I not? Or like, uh, yeah. can I do this? It's like, if you know you're not going to do it, then yeah. it's not too hard to just like wait until the next day or whatever. No, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Like I had no problem throughout the course of the day, not knowing or knowing that I wasn't going to eat. Mm-hmm. But then when I got a headache, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, the fear of like, yeah. is this an unhealthy thing to do? Yeah, thing, yeah, of like, uh, maybe I should just have some food now. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. that too. About like about other things. Yeah. Like the rock climbing is like, am I destroying my fingers or something? Yeah. The rock climbing? No. No, not really. Not in the same way. But yeah, like, yeah. The rock climbing yeah. seems really healthy to do. It, it does. But yeah. like, in, in, in anything like that, there's like, there's always the worry of like, there's something where you're like, oh no, is this safe anymore type of thing. I have thought yeah. that about my arm. 
mm-hmm. like just doing big workouts with it in general mm-hmm. because there is the metal cup in there that the doctor said would eventually <laughs> cause some arthritis from wearing down the cartilage. In like 30 years or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's... But I don't know if he was anticipating me doing big workouts every day or if he yeah. thought like, oh, he's the average Joe. And I'll get yeah. in like 15 years because... Yeah, you can maybe I look that up. But I, I have a feeling working out is probably better for your joint health. Yeah. At least for like the ligaments stuff. For the stuff. cartilage I'm thinking about. Like yeah, this I cartilage, know. I don't know medical stuff, but I don't know if it ever yeah, I don't know. regenerates. I think it might. Yeah. That would be good. It's hard to say. But it definitely seems like working out would be mm-hmm. like more likely to stimulate the regeneration. Yeah. As long as it's not too much. I think, yeah. It's like running 100 miles. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's definitely really good for the ligaments and stuff mm-hmm. and that I've been strengthening them. But mm-hmm. the cartilage is the one thing that I worry about, which I yeah, should look up. But but I almost don't want to look it up because regardless, I want to work out. <laughs> You're scared of the truth. Yeah. Regardless, I want to work out and I don't yeah. want to think like while I'm doing these lifts, like let me favor my left arm <laughs> and not do much because... Yeah. I don't want to know about that. The, the podcast is going on too long, but yeah, yeah. I think there's, there is there is a problem with being yeah. scared of the truth. But, yeah, yes. not scared of the truth, scared of the placebo. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye, Marky. Yes, goodbye.